Are you ready to realize the true potential in your life and help others do the same? Get equipped to create a thriving future with the Secrets of Success podcast. Inspire others to live, lead, and work on purpose. And experience the joy of watching satisfaction and productivity come to life. And now, here's your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Well, today is the final segment of the six-part Transforming Leadership series based on our Transforming Leadership book, our Leadership Skills Inventory, and our LSI 360 work, as well as some of the online curriculum that we have available for, especially for law enforcement. So today, when we talked about Transforming Leadership, just to bring you up to speed so as a recall, and if you've been listening to the series, thank you very much. If you not, go back and listen to the other ones. But for those of you that have been listening, do you remember what the different sections are, the different skill sets that our research has validated and verified that all leaders need to be successful in influencing and leading others? And so the first uh, section was really around your belief system and is it congruent with a transforming leadership philosophy? Number two was self-management or self-mastery is that I need to manage and to control and influence self before I have the right, the opportunity, uh, or the ability to work with others. The next skill set was interpersonal communication skills, you interacting with and communicating and understanding others. The next section was coaching and counseling and problem management skills, which is your ability to hold others accountable to help them to get clear about what their issues or opportunities might be and for them to have goal ownership and move them to the next level. So really that um, coaching and communication skills and really holding them so that it's me, it's me and you, and then it's me holding you accountable. Uh, what we did in the last segment was around counts or consulting and team development skills. Are you conscious and aware of being able to assess organizational development needs, team needs? Are you clear about your vision? Are you clear about the readiness and willingness of the team, the resource allocation? Is it congruent with all the things that we need to do and the objectives that we have here in the company? And so today what we're talking about in section number five, and this is another a high level of skills, is what we call versatility and organizational development skill set. So the first skill that we talk about here today as far as can you read and understand other people, other groups, and individuals, and just be aware is this an individual dynamic, if this is a group dynamic, or is this an organizational dynamic? And then what approach from you is going to influence this group the most? You know, a lot of people really don't have inherent versatility, or they choose not to, or they really don't have a consciousness about it. My other book, Why Aren't You More Like Me, or Deliberate Leadership, will take you through in-depth into it. The next one, when we talk about the next skill set, is style choosing and adjusting sort of your, what is the style, what are the behaviors, what is it the group needs from me to be able to achieve the results that we want to achieve? And then can you, which is the next skill, can you at any given moment, if there is a deficiency, if there is an issue that's going on, can you at any moment determine and confirm that is the issue my issue? Is the issue our issue? Is the issue your issue? 
Is the issue R meaning globally, corporately? Or any one or the combination of those? Are you actually even conscious and awake that these things even exist? And so when I'm trying to be the most successful or effective leader possible, is that my global awareness and the ability to scan the environment and to scan the situation and what's going on, meaning pay attention to what's going on. Do I see the clues? Do I know what's going on? I mean, everybody's heard about Sherlock Holmes. And uh, there's been many new movies made uh, of them and a different show. And one of the things that Sherlock Holmes, all the movies, show and depict is his ability to see clues and to see things that nobody else even has consciousness about. So if I'm a transforming leader and I'm effective at that, can we actually raise our global pay attention kind of radar are you paying attention? Now, attention was part of the skill set for interpersonal communications. But as a leader, can I actually pay attention globally to everything that's going on and then vet through that to determine what could be the segment or segments that are contributing to our condition and the situation that are in? And then can you choose to shift into any one of those previous 50 skills to be able to effectively improve the situation. Maybe it's a um, organizational resource thing. Maybe it's not accountability for somebody else and them owning a problem. Maybe it's your own clarity about what you stand for. And now it's been a plan of the day or plan of the week and it's confusing everybody and it's your issue because we don't even know what you stand for. So it could be any one of those. The next from there is really to have the skills in all the previous four sections or segments that we have talked about and then have them developed enough that you can unconsciously deploy them. Now, one of the things that I didn't mention, that in our leadership skills inventory or leadership skills 360, part of the rating scale to establish your competency level in every one of these skills and your knowledge of one of these skills and your ability to deploy it. It's on a scale of 1 to 10. We, you know, 1 to 8 is really your rating from, I, I don't even know what this skill is, to number 8 is that, that I can competently and consistently deploy that skill. But rating number 9 and 10 is not my, only my ability to do it, but my ability to teach it to somebody else. So some of you, as we move through this, is that the 9 and 10 um, factor is not only do you have to do these skills, you have to teach other people to do these skills, and that is a completely different competency level. Some individuals will never achieve this, the ability to teach others to do it. We see that all the time in uh, athlete, uh, athletics where top stars – are move into a coaching role and really are average at best uh, coaches. You know, Magic Johnson was that in uh, basketball. We had that with Wayne Gretzky in hockey. And it's not that Wayne was a poor coach. He was just kind of middle of the road. He wasn't the same kind of coach or coaching capabilities as uh, somebody in hockey that knows Scotty Bowman in Detroit or others like Jackson in 
L.A. in his prime. So we can argue about the different abilities, but the point being is just because I do something well does not mean that I have the ability, the skill to teach other people to do it. And maybe you don't even want to. And so that's part of the leadership sort of vetting and consciousness is if you don't want to do it, even if you could, if you don't want to do it, then maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you have somebody else that should be uh, teaching that. So as part of this versatility and organizational development skills is that you can read and understand the behavioral needs, the, uh, the, the behavioral nuances of every single person that you need to interact with and what the implications of your style is having on them and what their needs are. And so you can shift. And so you have this dynamic, fully competent presence to be able to kind of impact that environment. And we know that that is not there for many, many individuals. And why should we think it would be there? Because nobody's ever taught them. Nobody's ever trained them. They're not even conscious that these things are even needed. They don't know that they don't know that they don't know. As we move down this list is that, you know, to, to finish the sort of this little segment in the 12 skills for versatility and organizational development, is that you then can deploy these skills successfully in every one of those sections from self-mastery and management, interpersonal, coaching, and consulting and team at any given time, and then you bring the overlay of versatility to be conscious that at any given time of all the dynamics and all that's feeding into it and all the contributions from all of these areas to be able to deploy successfully an intervention, a response that is appropriate in any of these sections. Now, somebody says, oh, Ken, that's way too confusing. Boy, that's just too much to think about. Well, welcome to leadership. This is not about, oh, I don't want to do it, or it's too complicated. This is why leaders are failing. This is why leadership, by most people's standards, sucks out there right now. Pardon the English. It's because people have not developed these skills. No, are, nor are they aware of them. It's not really overwhelming. I mean, most of us, if we've never been a pilot and we've not been through training and we sit in that pilot seat and we look at all these gauges, it does look confusing, doesn't it? It looks overwhelming. It looks like I can't even do it. But those that have spent the time training, those that have been mentored by others who have gone before them, they fly. They don't feel intimidated by it at all. So it is simply around getting around the right information so that you can successfully deploy it. The next skill set, if we're moving into a senior level of leadership, is that do you actually know and recognize the five stages of group and organizational development? Now, for the purposes of this podcast, we don't have time to, to delve in depth in this but simply to mention what are the five stages that we believe are important if you're thinking about in leading an organization. So in some cases, you know, people have a startup. So stage one is design, orientation, consensus, and commitment. Number two is the transition and overcoming resistance and obstacles. Stage three is doing the work individually and as a group. Stage four is transitioning from an entrepreneurial leadership to a professional leadership. And then stage five is into this continuous learning, feedback, celebration loop that we put in place to be able to grow and move into the next level. Now, 
most companies that have a founder, you know, versus a public company. I mean, even Ford was a had a founder. Right now, it's a public company. But when we have a founder, we have this entrepreneurial leadership to professional leadership. What do we mean by that? Well, when I was doing the interview with uh, Dr. Marshall Goldsmith, he said, you know, and he's the number one coach in the world or rated the number one coach in the world. He said, the most difficult people for me to coach are founders. Well, why is that? Because they're protecting themselves. They, in some cases, if they were to let go, they actually don't know what they would do afterwards. They're not sure, you know, they don't have a plan after they really release and delegate some of the responsibility. And if they don't let it go, then the organization, in many cases, will die with them because it has been all about them and their hub. And so how is it that I can uh, really transition? And so entrepreneurial leadership is, again, to professional leadership is how do I learn how to delegate? How do I do all the skills that are listed on the transforming leadership side? How do I set up systems? How do I set up processes? So it's not all in my head. So it's not me deciding what everybody decides every moment of the day, no matter how big the organization is. And we've known and are familiar with micromanagement. But that's different with a founder because not only is this person the manager, they're an owner or a part owner. So the five stages of organizational development, it's important to understand it if you are you know, in senior management at any level with organization. And can I pay attention to that? The next skill set is not only for you to be conscious of organizational development theory and organizational development stages, but can you actually facilitate a group and teach other leaders and managers about these stages and about this content? Are you conscious enough to say, okay, we are now an entrepreneurial leader group. Here's what we need to do to be a professionally managed organization. We actually see that a fair amount in some of the more successful sort of online e-companies that are out there, such as Facebook or others, where the founder steps aside uh, and they, they stay president or chair, but they put somebody else in as CEO, a professional manager. Not to say that professional managers are great, because we've already stated that the research shows is that the Fortune 500 CEOs uh, at the time of the recording of this broadcast is that is their life cycle in their positions is less than 24 months. You know, how is that possible that the highest paid CEOs in the world have a longevity of 24 months? You know, what kind of sustainability is that? What kind of reflection of not only capabilities, but selection uh, competence on the part of the board of the other individuals that are hiring them. How is it that they can get these individuals and they're gone so quickly? You know, maybe there's other pressures. Maybe it wasn't really their fault. But at the same time, how do I breed and build stability and credibility within an organization if I'm going through a CEO every 12 to 18 months? And it takes nearly a year for you to really get into just all the nuances of a large organization to start with. And just as I get into an intellectual capital position, I am gone. And so part of a successful leader is that they help organizations and the leaders move through this process. And that's why many founders who do see 
the opportunity or they do see the need to step aside, not because their input's not needed, but because their gift is the entrepreneurial, the innovative side. I mean, we all have talked about at different times and read about Steve Jobs. Everybody knows that he was an innovator. He grew that company. But he was just horrid to work for. He was a tyrant. And so the leadership from others or the management of others really was needed to kind of buffer that. But at the same time, he had the vision. He had the entrepreneurial sort of prowess to to grow uh, Apple into what it became and what it has become. You know, the next skill that we talk about beyond the five stages is can you now facilitate cross-functional continuous improvement teams and teach other people to do the same thing? Can you actually teach other leaders how to build, how to design, how to implement cross-functional continuous improvement teams? in leveraging all the opportunities. You know, here's what I remember going into. I did hundreds and hundreds of consulting visits in medium to large businesses, a lot of them in the auto industry, many of them doing multiple, multiple millions of dollars per year. And really, what, I, what we learn is that many of the solutions, many of the opportunities we seek, in fact, most of them, quite frankly, are at the front line level. These individuals day-to-day are dealing with our systems, dealing with the consequences of decisions that came from other places. And so are we listening to them? They have insights. They have experience. Every day they have to live with whatever that system is that we have in place or lack thereof, and it could be frustrating for them. And so they will see the opportunities right there, but are we asking them? Are we getting their input? Do we include them as equals and peers when it comes to ideas to be able to take the organization to the next level? Now, it doesn't mean that you will do everything that this team will recommend, but when we think continuous improvement, what does that mean? It means we're not going to implement an idea that's going to take us backwards. We're not going to implement an idea that's going to decrease our efficiency. We're not going to implement an idea that's going to hinder our progress we'll actually do it the other way. So can I actually, or do you have the skills to to not only do it personally, but to teach others to be able to create cross-functional and continuous improvement teams? The next skill is can you assess and take other leaders through this entire process that I've talked about in the last six, five, and now this, the sixth podcast? Do you have the abilities to assess other leaders and their competencies and look at them and then teach and mentor them or get the educational or development needs for them and get that to them? Are you able to do it? This is what a level five leader is. This is what a highly developed section five in transforming leadership of versatility and organizational development skills. These are advanced skills. You know what? Not many people can do this. But those that can, oh, wow. Wow. Can you just imagine if you could take your leadership group or the company that you're part of, if the leadership group went to this level and all the leaders were able to implement that, man, it would just rock. It would just transform everything. And what we did in our research is we linked this 
information, in fact, Dr. Anderson did this in his leadership classes at university, is that to fulfill the majority of roles and responsibilities globally in the context of any job, these are the skills that you need. So are, are we looking at that? Are we thinking about it? The next one is not only can I assess the leaders, can I now coach them in all of these 60 skills to take them to the next level? And then finally, the final skill out of all that we have talked about in our transforming leadership model is can I lead a proactive environmental scan so I can anticipate and respond to the future? Can you actually look? Are you a reactionary leader or are you a leader that is ahead of the curve, ahead of the ball, <laughs> ahead of whatever the wave, so that you're surfing the wave, you are not like stuck in the middle of it. And that is the highest level leader where the leader says, you know, I see this coming. I, now many of you have vision. So can you actually then impart this ability of your leadership team to anticipate, to think about, to consider, to ready themselves for what is possible? So when we think about this section number five, versatility and organizational skills, this is really advanced for most people. And that's fine because the beauty of this is all the skill sets that we talked about here. The, there's 12 skills in each one of the sections as well as uh, each section builds in one another is that you would uh, look at this as a progressive Lego block that you really only need to worry about the first set before you get to the second set. You don't need to worry about it. It's not a problem. And so you start with self-management, then interpersonal, then coaching, then consulting, and then progress at the pace that works for you. And so I mentioned earlier that there are several resources around this, and that is, is that if you want to use the leadership skills, self, and you just want to do a self-analysis and then start developing and looking for other resources to be able to take uh, your skill level to the next level, that's one. If you want to step it up, and get feedback from others from the Leadership Skills 360, then you can get feedback from others. So this is where you would identify and benchmark your opinion of yourself in these 60 skills. You would then have peers as well as subordinates, as well as uh, senior people that you report to. Fill out a Leadership Skills others on you, and then we would produce a report that would compare your own feedback or feedback from the others compared to your own benchmark. And then from there, we can look at opportunities within the report of where we can develop ourselves. And then the Transforming Leadership book that supports it as well. You know, this is a framework uh, that really can help take an individual and organization to the next uh, level. And so I thank you for, you know, listening to this podcast series you know, go back, listen to it again. There is a lot of meat and content that are in this uh, series, the six podcasts that are part of this series for transforming leadership. And then if you have more questions about how we potentially could serve you or just the information itself, then feel free to contact C or G uh, about this content.
you know, as we say at the end of every show, we just thank you for listening. We thank you for being part of uh, our podcast family at Secrets of Success. If you like what you hear, we just uh, ask you a favor. If you would share it, pass it on. Uh, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, what a kind of format that you have it. If it's iTunes, just say, okay, hey, give us a rating on that uh, if you would, uh, please. And then the other one is, is what are some other topics that you wouldn't mind chatting about or having some content about? So just we ask you to be able to uh, do that if you can for us, please. You know, again, as I said, thank you again for listening. You've been listening to Secrets of Success podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keith. Thanks for exploring the secrets of success with us. If you want to keep the momentum going, log on to crgleader.com, scroll to the bottom and sign up for our inspirational emails. You can also take your success to the next level by following us on Facebook and Twitter and connecting with Ken on LinkedIn. We hope you have a great week and look forward to you joining us next time for the Secrets of Success podcast with Dr. Ken Keyes.